Drew, you're from USC? Yes, sir. I went to USC, graduated in uh, 2008 from the cinema television production program. And Lizzie's actually a graduate from USC as well. Yes. There's three of us in the room. Hey, Hello. Fight on. Fight yeah, on. I, uh, I, I was in cinema and television. Jack Shepard was my uh, instructor. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, um, it's and, quite, do they still a, quite do a good soap program. opera? You know, I didn't have that experience, but that sounds fantastic. I wish they did. I think it's one of the longest running soap operas ever is, uh, is, is on uh, SC television. You know, um, I, may, I just may not have been uh, uh, privileged to be a part of it. It sounds fun, though. Well, Lizzie, you know, going to college is, is great, but, you know, everything changes when you walk onto a set, you know, and you're getting paid for the very first time. Yeah. Uh, tell, tell me a bit about the difference between, you know, college and real life. Yeah, well, uh, this definitely wasn't my first time being on set and getting paid for the first time. Um, but I would say that it uh, was the first time that I felt like a very uh, integral part of the filmmaking process. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very different to be on a big TV set where you're just coming in for the day or for the week. Um, and we had a full month to shoot and mm -hmm. Developed quite a wonderful rapport. Um, Drew and I had a great, you know, way of working together and um, developed a shorthand that, that I think we used a lot. And uh, my co-star, Michael, um, he and Drew are very close as well. So we just became this very tight knit um, cast and crew. And it was wonderful, a wonderful thing to feel like that much, that part of the production. Drew does you know, being in front of the camera, being an actor, help you with that shorthand in, in empathizing with your, uh, your, your cast? You know, um, I haven't been on, on camera in a long time, but I, I do feel like there is a, a, a part of my experience, my background, having done some um, theater uh, when I was in, in, at Sonoma State University before I actually transferred to SC, um, that enabled me to be able to talk to my actors and focus on my actors in a way that I feel like um, maybe maybe he's getting lost a little bit in cinema these days mm -hmm. that uh, a, lo a lot of directors are more focused on the image and less focused on um, what I view as the main job of a director, which is to work with the actors and make sure that the performances that are coming across are uh, exactly what you want them to be. One of the things about uh, Fox Hunt Drive, is, I mean, there's there's a couple of things I want to bring up in our conversation. But the first thing is, I, I notice a, a very very much an homage, if you will, a slight homage to Hitchcock in this. Mm. Thank you. Uh, is that on purpose? <laughs> of course, it's on purpose. Of course, it's on purpose. Um, uh, I I fell in love with uh, Hitchcock's masterworks while I was at USC and uh, have always admired him and have. Uh, tried to keep up and, and study his work, um, you know, as I've done my own filmmaking work. Uh, and, you know, of course, there's, there's the story aspects um, that we worked in there, um, just in terms of the suspense, building suspense and, and really, um, you know, some of the character work that we did as well. But there's the more obvious things that we did, too, which is, you know, we have the, that Hitchcock push-pull. Uh, in there um, near the end of the film. And so using using some of those techniques and stuff like that is just, uh, I feel like was a very nice way to nod to 
you know, someone who I, I look at as a, uh, um, a mentor, a hand, arms, arms distance mentor. <laughs> uh, Lizzie, is there a difference uh, in, in how you approach, uh, let's say, comedy and suspense and drama? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. There's, I, I feel like every role, every script that you take on, you know, has a specific and different tone. So um, for this one in particular, um, it, I just wanted to go very grounded, you know, very um, realistic. The, the camera, you know, for a, a lot of the film, it's just the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually a lot of dialogue, which isn't always common in, you know, all of the projects that I've done. Um, so just being very real and grounded and connected to what we were saying, what I was saying, what I, what I wanted in the moment, what I was allowing to be shown to the other characters in the scene at that moment um, versus maybe what I was trying to do. Um, in my mind behind, you know, behind what I was letting, letting everybody see. Over the last little bit, we've seen a couple of really very interesting, uh, I want to call them, you know, road movies, you know, where, where you're, you're in a car, uh, unhinged comes to mind with, uh, with uh, Russell Crowe. Is there a certain kind of claustrophobia that sets in when you're shooting, you know, as small as the cameras are now, does that still happen? I mean, yeah. I imagine you're in a car for like six hours at a time. You know, yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Drew. We spent a week in the car, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it was uh, five days total. Yeah, like a, almost a full week of shooting in the car. By the time we moved on to another scene that was outside of the car, I almost forgot how to act with my body. <laughs> like I forgot that I had legs. Um, <laughs> But, you know, the, for a lot of it, Drew and the rest of the um, crew, the script supervisor and everybody, they were up on, you know, on the big rig. Uh, I don't know what you call it, Drew. But process trailer. Process trailer. Yeah. So I, I was in the car and they were very far away. And Drew was communicating with us through walkie talkie um, over the radio. And we got so used to it. It was like he was in the car with us. Um, and then of course, when we had the scenes that were much closer up onto our faces, then we got, you know, we got the cinematographer hovering outside. We had the camera operator in the car with us. Um, we we all worked together so well and we were all so comfortable with each other that, uh, you know, it, it wasn't an issue. You know, just to speak to the, the, the tightness in the car, I think, um, (laughs) Uh, there were, I, I recall, vividly recall a few moments where we were trying to get very complicated shots and we had our uh, camera operator in the car with Lizzie, with Michael and our focus puller all at the same time. I don't know how they all fit in there, but yeah. they did just an amazing job that the actors like obviously uh, keeping the, the, you know, the character the whole time. And then also, you know, um, the technicians just doing their job and, and, and making it look wonderful. You can't always, because of eye lines or the camera, you can't always act in a closed space like that directly with your partner. So there were instances where <laughs> Michael or I had to squeeze into the back seat and be as close to the camera as possible um, and, and still be connected as scene partners. Um, but ultimately, you know, you're, you're 
not looking directly at them. So it's very interesting the ways you have to juggle and, and stay grounded in what you're trying to do. Well, I imagine that your your director of uh, uh, cinematography, you know, would also be going nuts because to me, I would think there's only like four shots you can do in a car and you have to make every shot look different and feel different and, you know, and, and not just shoot through a steering wheel and not just shoot through a back seat. You know, it seemed to me like there was like 60 or 70 different types of, of, of uh, focusing that had to be done. There was a lot of work that Anthony did. He really tried to make um, the, the camera another character in this picture, which was, I think, I, I think for a, a movie that takes place for the most part in a car is very difficult to do. Um, it just becomes one of those things where, um, it, it, you know, Anthony's vision and, and, and working with me and us trying to figure out a way to make um, all, of the, all of these shots uh, and play as we go through the picture um, and, and really as the picture continues and as we build that suspense, we get closer and closer and closer to these characters. And just, you know, I, I wouldn't have wanted to shoot this film with any other director of photography. He just, he came in and he made the whole thing work in ways that, I mean, I can't, I can't even explain because uh, it just, he was a partner on this project and it was fantastic. Yeah, another thing that, that, I, I noticed too was you're a fan of the slow build, you know, and it really shows because I am too. I, I, I think we live in an instant age where, you know, people react, even the jokes that are in comedies are punchline set up, you know, set up punchline. And it, it just is so rapid fire, but I enjoy a movie that opens slowly and, 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 and comes to a boil. So my question is for Drew is was that all on the in in the script that way? And then for Lizzie, how as an actress, I mean, do you do you slowly build like that? So it, it was in the script. We we um, effectively shot the script as it was written. There were of course some small changes along the way, um, but I think the it was a testament to the writers um, in in terms of how they were able to keep the little pieces, the little details, you know, coming from these characters as we learn more and more about them um, in order to keep that build interesting, right? Because it, it's just two characters in a car, it could get boring very easily. So I think that um, it's a testament to them. And then for working with Lizzie and Michael in terms of what I was trying to do with the build of the film, obviously, as we talked about taking a little bit uh, from Hitchcock's work, but really trying to, um, show these characters on screen um, bit by bit and you, you peel back that, that onion as you learn more and more about them. Um, so it was, it was uh, and obviously it's always a collaboration. So I'm, I'm Lizzie can speak to the, the acting piece to it, but you know, it's, it was really one of those things where, um, you know, I was just trying to manage everything in my head, how, how the, the build would appear and, and, uh, on screen, like went in the final cut version, but then also the performances and being true to the writing. So it was just a lot of, lot of things juggling to, to make that build work. And so I'm so appreciative that you like it, Tony, because, uh, you know, we, we did do a lot of work to, to make it, uh, fascinating. Yeah. Lizzie. Yeah. And I would say that it's, uh, I think the build is supported by a, a script that has that built in. And as an actor, that's, all you can really ask for um, is to be supported by the script that's under you. 
Um, but also, you know, Drew and I would have a little check in before we did every scene, especially shooting. We, we shot some of it in order, but definitely out of order for some of the in the car versus out of car. Um, we had to check in every scene and say, okay, where are we now? Um, wh what does, where is my character and, and what does she want um, to be showing? And we had to consider the audience too um, and, and think, what do we need the audience to be seeing right now? And, and actually looking at it from that perspective really helped, I feel like, shape the story. And for anybody who has seen the full film, I would say that everyone would agree that the way that the film ends is, is very different than how it begins. <laughs> and I'll just, say, I'll just say that much, but I think that's a testament to both writing and to Drew and the crew for you know, really shaping that. As a director, writer, um, is that, is, is, first of all, is writing a lonely job for you or do you, do you bounce things off of people? I, I know writers that do both. So what is your, uh, what is your technique? So for me, writing has never been something that I feel like was one of my stronger suits. Um, but I, I, when I, I try and be as active in the development process as I possibly can be, uh, when I have to write, I do write, but um, most of the time I prefer to work with, uh, collaborate with people like Adam Armstrong and Marcus DeVivo who wrote the script yeah. for this. And, um, and, and so I really do like to, bounce ideas off of of them and you know um adam and i are working on a project right now that we're um we're having a first draft written for us of a script and you know we we text all the time just with new new ideas or you know hey i was thinking about this what do you think about this and it's just it's this ever-evolving conversation when it comes to us um getting a story down on on paper uh because we want to make sure that we're covering all the angles, right? Like we want to, for people, when the picture is made, we want them to be watching it and enjoying every, every single beat, right? We don't want to take them out of the picture. We want them to be there for the whole thing. And, and I think that that's really where, uh, when, I, when I end up collaborating on, on writing, um, that's what I really look at is, is trying to make sure that we're thinking about the audience um, and we're also thinking about the story and the characters. Yeah, I, I'm from that same school of of you know every frame has to has to have a meaning and it links every other frame together. And if you have something that doesn't jive well, it just takes everybody out of the moment. And, yep. and how many movies have done that? You know, and, <laughs> uh, this one seems to be really it's it's a really thoughtful film in the way that it's 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 presented too. I mean, I don't I I haven't seen any missed notes. So Thank you, speak. Tony. And Thank I, you. I think that's great, especially for a project that, you know, is it doesn't have the huge budgets. And, mm -hmm. and, and you know, I think you did this film basically on the catering of, a, of an Avengers film, you know, that budget <laughs> for catering. So. Right, right. Yeah, we, we probably, maybe even less. I don't know. Maybe less. <laughs> we, uh, you know, I think that um, especially for indie pictures um, and, you know, this being my uh, directorial debut, it was really important to me that we we just put everything on the table, right? Because we don't we never know if we're ever going to get it to shoot another one. And so it was what I kept telling myself, you know, when when we ran into problems in pre production, or uh, you know, when I was sitting there, you know, working on the VFX and post, um, it was one of those things where I was like, you know what, I'm willing to put the time in because 
what if this is the only movie that I'll ever be able to make, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's where, um, you know, you make up for, I think people make up for that lack of budget that, that you know, indie films might have is what they bring to the table, their talent, their, um, their passion, right? And I think that this film was made by uh, not, not just myself, not Lizzie, not Michael, not the writers, like everyone was, was a passionate person. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a group effort. Lizzie, um, are you going to step behind the camera? You know, I I hadn't ever thought about it until recently. At Do this it. point, uh, Do it. <laughs> I wish I had gone to film school at this point instead of theater school. I was too you know obsessed or thinking about being in front of the camera. Um, but I feel like my appreciation for film and good good film and storytelling has grown so much in the last couple of years. And then being able to work on a project like this one, um, I'm inspired. <laughs> I, will, I will continue to think if, if I will let myself dabble um, in that, but it's definitely something I'm thinking about. Tony, I've gotten texts from both Michael and Lizzie being like, all right, so the next project, we're all producing it <laughs> together, right? And, wow. and it's, 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 um, it's great to see that I think, I think it's a testament, like I was saying to the passionate crew that we had on set, that, um, that you know, you would have your two stars uh, mm -hmm. who, who from, from everything that I know had an amazing time uh, starring in this picture, uh, but then also saying like, look at how much fun everyone else is having on the set. Like we, wanna, we want that energy, we wanna be a part of that too. It's just, it's very special. As, yeah. as we wind up our interview, uh, and I, again, I thank you so much for this this time. Um, yeah, I think I think when you find those people, you should build a theater troupe for your next movie because everybody can you know everybody can rejoin you. I I, I just think that's the way it used to be in the you know the sixteenth century where they just use the same people over and over. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then you're working on an animated uh, film called Eggbots. Eggbots, yes, it is a it is my first time uh, directing an animated series, and I can tell you that it is uh, a very different process. Oh, um, yeah. I've learned I've learned so much um, uh, about the animation process, but just uh, about myself as a director too within that process. And you know, it's a it's a kids it's a kids show, so it's a very different tonally from Fox Hunt Drive, and uh, and there's something just fun about working on something that's that's like that you're tr you look at it and you you, you that that child inside of you kind of comes out and says like like this is going to be this is going to be cool like kids are going to watch this and get excited and that it, it makes you happy you know i was happy when i read that in your in your profile because i i, I come from the world of animation my aunt oh, do you? Was, okay yeah was june foray the voice of rocky the flying squirrel and natasha and, yeah and so i grew up with you know chuck jones and paul freeze and Daz butler and mel blank and I have a love for animation that, uh, that that stems from my childhood. Yeah, um, Lizzie, do you do voice acting? Have you done voice acting? I have done a little bit in the past, um, but that's funny that you asked that because I was just uh, working on some for a class uh, this week, and I'm I'm getting a voiceover set up next week. Um, wow! Well, I hear yeah. there's a new film coming called Eggbots that you might want to try out for. You may know the director. Anyway, you guys are. <laughs> Absolutely a lot of fun. And I would love to talk to you about the next project. So uh, again, thank you guys so much. It is Fox Hunt Drive and it is one of those wonderful, wonderful, I want to say it's film noir, you know, a modern film noir, but 
um, it really people, does capture you. People have yeah. been saying that. But thank you so much, Tony, for your time. It was such a pleasure to meet you. Yeah. It was wonderful being here. Thank you. I'm Annette Severella with Pia Anderson Moss Hoyt, Utah's leading entertainment law firm serving clients nationwide. We provide solid, attentive representation, focusing on minimizing risk, reducing cost, and protecting the reputation and privacy of our clients. Our goal is to provide you with the legal representation you need to make the right decisions and to protect you and your creative works. Call or email me for a free consultation.